Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You know very well who you are. Don't let them hold you down. Free for the stars. You had a goal, but not that many. Cause you're the only one. I'll give you good Shout out to my mom, Denise Green, because 
you know, when I have I have my little mood, y'all. Let me tell you, I'm a very moody person. <laughs> I'm working on it. Y'all pray for me. And so when things aren't going the way that, you know, that I think that they should be or they're not going the way that I need for them to go, your girl gets a little inner feeling. So I... Things weren't going right last week, and I, I did some things that I probably that I shouldn't have done, and then it caused us not to be able to do the show. So I apologize. Thank each and every one of you for your thoughts, your prayers, your understanding. And, uh, the, uh, you know, one thing I learned is to never make the same mistake twice. So I know what not to do, and I, what, I know what to do <laughs> when faced with that, uh, with that problem again. All right. So, yeah, I can laugh about it now. But let me just tell you, I'm just so happy to be back on. And I'm going to bring the ladies in right now because I just, I can't wait. No sense of going to a break. You know, we normally go to a break at the beginning. Nah, not going to do that. I don't want to waste any time with any music right now. We will have some music breaks tonight. You know how we like to do. But we are going to go ahead. Oh, no, did I lose them? No. Okay, so we're going to try this now, trial and error. But one thing I will do is keep a smile on my face and a smile in my heart tonight, okay? So let's try to do this here. We're going to have the ladies hit one, and we're going to go ahead and play them right on in. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to try to do. That's what we're going to try to do. Let's see, let's see. Let me try to do a roll call, fearsome force. Do I have Aunt Lou, Terry, and Janelle on the line with me tonight? Yes, you. Yes, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Thank y'all first of all so much just for for your patience, your understanding, and everything last week. You know, I, I do apologize, but we are back tonight, and uh, just so happy to have the full, the full panel here, the fifth of fourth in the house tonight. Ladies, how are you? Bless. Bless. We fall down, but we get back up. Yes, we do. <laughs> Blessed and highly favored and glad to be among the living and with my girls, my favorite girls. All right. Hey, that. Okay, now I've lost my. <laughs> what did I just say? I said I'm gonna keep my keep a smile on my face and a smile in my heart. Okay. That's all right. Just lost the lost the show here, but that's okay. We're gonna keep going. Well, this is perfect. Um, all right, ladies. So, like I said, I wanted to jump right into the show because. Um, I, I did feel it would be remiss. Shout out to Justin, I see you in the house. Juan Carlos, thank y'all so much for tuning into the show. Um, so before we kick the show off tonight uh, with, with sports, this sports show, but I would be remiss if we did not uh, just take a few moments to um, just acknowledge, and I wanted to give you ladies the opportunity to uh, briefly talk about uh, the Honorable Congressman John Lewis and, you know, just um, what, you know, his, uh, what his passing means, you know, just your thoughts and 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 uh, just a thought on on John Lewis. We're just gonna take a uh, take a few minutes here, and uh, everyone just you know whatever you would like to say. So we'll go ahead and um, Aunt Lou, we'll start with you. Oh, I think that he was a a pillow. I think a pillow, no pillar, P I, you know what I'm P I L L A R. And he was an advocate or just a. He was just a, a great man, and everybody knew that. You know what I mean? He affected so many people's lives, but he fought for the cause. He stood. He was a man that stood for, stood for something. Therefore, he didn't fall for anything. 
and he and he 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 um he was he uh he he fought until the to the very end, which is just awesome. Wow. So I, I I mean I think the world is will be a little sad that he's gone, but you know everybody has to leave. You know we always appointed to everyone every man to die, and after that the judgment. So but I think he lived a long life, and um and like I said he he affected so many people. He will be remembered. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Carrie? My heart was very, very sad um, to hear that, you know, his passing. And as Ms. Lula says, that he, you know, he was a great man, a great advocate, um, you know, and he fought for what he believed. He stood up for what he believed. He did not back down. You know, regardless of the situation and the circumstances that was faced before him, he never he never bowed down. He you know he stood firm on what he believed, and he would truly truly be missed, truly be missed. And I just pray that you know we will pick up the torch where he left off and move mm-hmm. forward. Right. Right. Okay. All right, Janelle. Um. I actually had the privilege of meeting him. When I was in school, he came and spoke at our school. Wow. And, yeah, it it, it was a phenomenal situation. Um, mm-hmm. He is one of the most, one of the most yeah, kind, humble pers- uh, people that you could ever imagine. And even though when you when you see all that he's done, it feels like his spirit is larger than life. When you met him in person, he wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I feel like we'll never be able to walk in a, in a man's shoes, but I sure hope that we're able to walk in his shadow because mm. he was one person that you know for a fact walked the walk. Yeah. He didn't only, he didn't only, you know, say, hey, I'm going to do this. He actually did it, and not just for a few years, for his entire life, because he was um, one of the, he was the youngest person to speak um, when they went at oh. that um, March on Washington. At that March on Washington. So for yeah. him to continue that all the way through to the end of his life is, is just a phenomenal thing. It kind of gives me chills because you don't you don't meet those kind of people too often who who stand up for what they believe in and continue to do it with integrity from the time they start to the time they're gone. Mm-hmm. So it's so we definitely will fill the void. Definitely. Shout out to Aunt Karen. I see you in the house. Harry Cross. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, Joe, tonight. Uh, like I said, I think we would be remiss if we didn't take just a few moments to talk about uh, the Honorable uh, Congressman John Lewis and his passing. And, um, ladies, I, I totally agree with everything that you said. And shout out to Tim, if you're sorry, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I, I agree with everything you said. And just to piggyback on what each of you said, um, there was a loss in this nation when he died. And I think everyone with a conscience felt that. I think that the world has a void now that I don't think will ever be filled. We hear about the, um, you know, Dr. King. We hear about, um, you know, uh, Joseph Lowry and, um, you know, Malcolm X and all of that. But I think now we understand the importance of a John Robert Lewis. He was literally the conscience of America. 
at the age of 15 to know in all that was going on. You know, there were a lot of people who knew that, that it wasn't right, what they were seeing, white uh, bathrooms, colored bathrooms, white fountains, black fountains. But in, to, to know in your soul at the age of 15 and to not go along with the norm, because so many did go along with the norm, and to just have the, the fortitude. I mean, it's, it's all in God's plan um, that, that, that just um, planted that seed in him. But at the age of 15, to know and to want to do something, to write that letter to Dr. King, and now we all know the rest is history. Um, and, and for that, we all know the boy from Troy. So just to be that young and to devote and dedicate your entire life entire life to the cause. I, in my lifetime, I don't think I'll ever see, I will ever see um, a more pure and genuine soul than John Lewis. And, and Janelle, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy that I know you, that you got a chance to, to meet him because um, I, I would have loved to have been in, in his presence just one time. So um, I just... Uh, the conscience of America, and, and there, there truly is a void now in this nation. So thank you, ladies, uh, for, for, for taking that time, you know, and, and for, for allowing us, uh, you know, to share, to share those thoughts. All right. Uh, Sandy, I see in the house. Miss Laverne, welcome back. Thank you all so much for tuning in this show. And please, on the timeline, just your thoughts on, um, you know, what, what the, uh, the life of, of Congressman John Lewis meant to you. All right. So with that, I say, let's before go ahead you, and... before you before you go on, mm-hmm. let me let me just say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to praying for for his family, I also want us to send up prayers for the family of C.T. Vivian and the yes. Evers family too, because you know we also lost um, Medgar Evers' brother Charles um, the same week. We we, we literally have lost three pillars. Yes, yes, three in 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 the course of what. Four days, three days? Four yeah. and, and, and of course, yep. Yeah, so definitely, mm-hmm. definitely want to acknowledge them as well. Like a hard left turn here to some sports because this is what we do. We talk about sports. <laughs> all right, y'all, so let's take it off with what's been dominating the news right now, Major League Baseball, um, and the decision not to go into the bubble, and we see that it is affecting, affecting one of the teams very hard, the Miami Marlins. So um, it started out that they were going to cancel their home opener on yesterday, and now it has been uh, deemed and determined that they are going to cancel all uh, games and activities until Sunday. So Major League Baseball, they decided to postpone Marlin games through Sunday. The team has now reported a total of 18 positive tests in the last six days. Um, the Marlins are to undergo daily testing. This is according to their CEO, Derek Jeter, and they said that they plan to resume baseball operations early next week. Now, um, we know that not only will this affect the Miami Marlins, it affects any teams that they have played and then, of course, any teams upcoming that were going to play the Marlins. But thankfully, um, it was the Phil- Phillies, or the Philadelphia Phillies that they um, had played the Marlins over the weekend. They have zero positive tests as of now. Um, the last that I checked before going on air. So it's still zero positive tests for them. And like I said, the Phillies, they hosted the Marlins for a series on last weekend. Um, but Major League Baseball says that as of Tuesday, this was as of yesterday, there were zero positive tests since Friday, excluding the Marlins. Um, now going forward, 
uh, Tuesday's game, which was yesterday, the Yankees and the Phillies, those games were postponed um, along with all games on Monday. And now the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, they will host the Yankees um, for the games this coming today and tomorrow. Um, The Philadelphia Phillies and the Yankees um, and then the Marlins and the Orioles. Um, they were all supposed to play, and they've all basically these are the teams that have been involved over the past two to three two to three days um, in in close proximity with um, the Miami Marlins. So now let me just clarify this. So today and tomorrow, um, the Phillies and the Yankees will be playing, and then um, the Marlins and the Orioles they were scheduled to play today and tomorrow, but they will now be postponed. So with all of that being said. <laughs> Um, ladies, and just the fact that only it's right now just the, the Marlins and the commissioner of baseball, um, he said that actually this was not anything to get worried about, to be overly, you know, uh, not, what he said, not overly excited, but basically there was no, no need to um, sound the alarms and so forth. And I think it's just because it's the team that has been highly affected with the 18 positive tests. But we have seen in the first week of Major League Baseball what the potential is that can happen with COVID-19. So, ladies, my first question to you is, how likely do you think that they will be able to finish the Major League Baseball season? And also, on, on top of that, um, do you think that they are, that they meaning Major League Baseball, that they are handling the Marlins situation um, the right way, basically just removing them and going on with business as usual? Uh, Janelle, we'll start with you. Um, no, I, I don't think they're handling this correctly. I really don't. I think mm-hmm. that the interesting thing about it is we talked about this. This is one of the things that we were afraid would happen. And it would be one thing if we were talking about just one or two players, but 18 players to to come up with this, and that is it's unheard of. It is unheard of, and I don't, I don't. I'm hoping that this does not happen with another team because I feel a shutdown coming. Mm-hmm. It it would be, you know, it. I feel like it would be too much for them to continue on if it were more than just one team. You know what I mean? I, right. I just don't I don't see how I don't see how they could actually move forward when you're talking about you already have a condensed schedule. You already have a condensed team as it is because not all the players are playing. So right. for for them to for them to want to move forward behind yet another team going, you know, let that happen to yet another team would be irresponsible. Mm. Okay. And I just want to say, Tina, I'm so thinking excited to have that to have baseball back, and my Braves didn't let me down because they smashed the Mets. So great! <laughs> so great! They actually have their home opener uh, tonight. Yeah. Yes. At, yes. Uh, yes. at SunTrust Park. So shout out to the Braves. So great. And uh, I, I do want to clarify as well, 18 positive tests in Miami, for the Miami Marlins, but it's 16 players and two coaches. So it's actually not 18 players that have it, but still it's 18 total members of the uh, Miami Marlins franchise. But I uh, just want to make sure that I clarified that. All right. 
Okay, um, Aunt Lou, your thoughts? I totally agree with Janelle. And by the way, Janelle, I'm so glad that you're back. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. We miss you. <laughs> Somebody help me. Yeah. I see what kind of, I see what kind of night we're gonna have tonight. <laughs> oh yes, it's, it's gonna be rare for me. I'm just gonna put the disclaimer out there right now. We've been gone for a week, and anyway, I have the fear support come back. It's, it's, it's all like that. <laughs> but hey, you just uh, pretty much you agree with with what Janelle said? Totally agree. I have nothing to say uh, regarding that. When someone explains it to that degree and with so much passion and and heart, I mean, I can't come behind that. I really can't. Okay. In other words, you just don't have anything else to say. All right, then. Let's go ahead, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) I I totally agree with Janelle. I I totally agree. But I think there's a... um, they are not handling it professional and not handling it correctly. And mm-hmm. why would you take the risk of your, you know, other players um, being infected by the corona? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you say so you already you have 16 players and you have two coaches. You know, why would you want to take that take that risk? It, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. All right, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Uh, shout out to uh, somebody else came on, Mr. Burns. Say, say Mobley. Thank you so much. Let's go Braves. Another Braves fan in the house. All right, so um, you know what, ladies? I, you know me, I love to play devil's advocate. And first, when I first heard of it, I said, okay, here we go. Not even a weekend, and here we have just basically like an epidemic in one of the one of the clubhouses. And Miami Marlins actually did not surprise me because it's Florida. And we all know how the cases are going in Florida. They are one of the hot spots. So right. kind of basically uh, we would have to have been, we meaning fans and everyone, had to be naive to think that this was not a potential that could happen. Now, on the flip side of that, I do say that, you know, the baseball players, they were given the same uh, opportunities or they were presented with the same options as NBA to go into a bubble. And the players did not want to do that. They said that they did not want to be away from their families. They they just did not want the bubble situation, they said, was an absolute no-no for them. So I think that the players also take, you know, they, they have to burden a lot of this responsibility as well because this is the, the choice that you decide to make on not trying to isolate yourself. With that being said, I think had this been a team like um, possibly the Atlanta Braves, definitely the New York Yankees, um, the L.A. Dodgers, uh, you know, one of the premier teams that everyone is expecting and wanting to see make it into the postseason, I think we would be having a different uh, result with how they're handling it, meaning Major League Baseball. So because it's a team, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to – I guess put it on front street, but let's be real. All teams aren't equal, and every in every organization in major sport, you have your teams that you know really aren't going anywhere. So you kind of tend to treat them like ball head tip child sometimes. And I think that the Miami Marlins 
just happened to be, you know, that, that team for, for baseball. So the only thing that I question is, okay, now by removing the Marlins, all of those games that were associated with the Marlins, how, like, how long can you postpone them? So what are we going to have, like three days of triple headers for every team that was playing the Marlins? And then what does that do? Doesn't that kind of, like, reignite the – the, the propensity to have the high test again, I don't know. It's just, I think it's very counterproductive uh, the way that Major League Baseball um, has decided to, to handle this. But at the same time, really what can they do minus removing the Marlins altogether from, you know, from competition? And then what would that do to the, you know, what kind of domino effect would that have on them finishing the season? I don't know. Um, Honestly, Tina, I, I feel mm-hmm. like they shouldn't have given them the option. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have given them the option as to whether or not they wanted to be in the bubble. If you're going to do this, you're going to be in the bubble. Period. Because you see what happened. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully expecting teams from another hot spot to have the same situation. Mhm. Okay. Well, think about it like this too, though. Really. Do you think that Major League Baseball owners and and management wanted to go into the bubble? Think about how much money the NBA is putting into the bubble. Major League Baseball has more players. They have probably, uh, I don't know if they would be able to do one state how the NBA is because you've got to realize the NBA, they're already finished with their season, basically. They only have, what, like eight to ten games left for each team, and then now they're just going right into the playoffs, which means that they're going to be lessening teams. There are going to be more people leaving than when they originally started the bubble. So it's kind of like a, a perfect storm for the NBA, whereas with baseball and football, you're having the start of your season going into a bubble, more time in the bubble, more more games you're going to have to, to you know, um, plan for. And, let's be honest, more money that is going to be coming out of the owner's pockets. I don't necessarily think it was just the players who didn't want to go into the bubble. That's another problem. What are your thoughts on that? I can see that. I can see. I can see where you're going with that. I, I just personally feel like it. It it had to be. I I don't feel like it was as well thought out as it should have been. Correct. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Now, um, you know, in for, for Major League Baseball, they were hit with this, like, at the start of their season. We all know March was pretty much when everything really got shut down. And we know that baseball season generally starts up in April. So, yes, they didn't start up until July. So they did have time to, to at least formulate a plan. Maybe it wouldn't be executed right now. Maybe we still would have had to wait a couple more weeks for them to get into the bubble and, you know, just basically follow the layout that, that the NBA had presented to them. But I think that the players just made it a lot easier for these organizations, um, Major League Baseball, the, the owners and so forth, to be like, okay, they don't want to do the bubble, great. That's the money we have to spend. So um, that's why I said we can't – some of this some of this falls on the players as well. So we just have to see. Um, but, ladies, do you think that we will see – do you think that they will be able to finish the MLB season? Just whoever wants to answer. 
Possibly. Karen, Janelle? I think it's looking as a slim chance of them finishing it. Okay. Janelle? I, I feel like if they, can, if they can come up with a contingency plan that's better than what they got going on right now, that they, they're still going to finish it. Because when you when you the one thing that we always talk about is when you talk about money out of people's pockets, it's always gonna create some friction somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're gonna to wanna to figure out a way to go ahead and finish it, even if this happens with another team. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh I think that barring the Yankees, the Dodgers, um, they could probably care less about the Astros. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think about the teams that if if their clubhouse was to get hit this hard, it would be an all-out panic. And I think something would just, you know, they would probably be forced to to, to, to shut it down. Um, do I think that there will be a, like, a hiatus? Yes. Um, I think that it's going to be inevitable. But I do think that, like you, Janelle, I think that they will find a way to finish uh, finish this, this baseball season. Now, they, we do know one thing. They're going to have to finish it before November because, you know, you can't be playing baseball out there. No. Rain? Yes. No, no. So they're going to have to come up with something quick. But, um, yeah, I, I think that they will be able to, to finish the Major League Baseball season, though. Uh, says, safety should indeed come first. I believe going with the bubble format would have shown the world. Hold on, let's see. I tried to do this before. Hold on, y'all. Okay. Uh, with the bubble format, would have shown the world that we're we're all serious, getting COVID nineteen under control. But there is also a reality to the, to the fact that we have to live. With living naturally comes risk. So true. That is true, and I think that's what the baseball players were saying. They were willing to take the risk because they weren't will they weren't willing to go into the bubble. So we'll have to see how this affects them, though. All right. So with that, um, let's see. Shout out to the Braves. That tonight is their home opener. So they were just showing. Uh, I don't know, Janelle, if you saw on any of the news outlets, they were talking about, you know, just how the Braves were setting up to play the game tonight. And there's a, a hotel, the Omni Hotel, that's like sits right behind the new Braves Stadium. And I guess, like, if you rent a room, um, then they have, like, perks to where you can go to certain areas of the hotel and watch the game and for like uh, right. $5 you get like food and drinks and all that kind of stuff. And then they have a pool area. And so you know that there were people in the pool. I'm like, what? <laughs> Can y'all pools not realize we're in a pandemic? <laughs> like, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all okay. I'm going to say. Tina, here's what's crazy to me. I, I think that and and I know we pick on millennials all the time, but it's them mostly. I think that there are a lot of people that this just is still not real to. Because even on my job, there there we've had two people on my job to test positive, and mm-hmm. one of them just came to work the next day like nothing was going on, and we were all like, "Wait a minute, what are you even doing here? You gotta get out." There's some people who just, some people who just don't take this seriously. They don't. They just don't. 
What, Corn now, I, 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 need, I need for you to clarify something. What age range do you consider a millennial? Under what? Um, millennials would be in the mid-30s through... I think I looked this up. Millennials um, are considered to be from mid-30s through um, early 20s. Okay, so mid-30s. So anybody over that age is not a millennial. They should be grown enough to know and have, you know, <laughs> the, the old Tina. 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 Okay. Tina. Uh, the, Everybody no, should be old enough to know better and have common sense. When you were a kid and you caught a cold or you got the flu, you stayed home from school, didn't you? Come on now. Well, we didn't. Common but our sense is common sense. Home from school. You know, we, we didn't know any better. We, we turned, what's that? We, you know, hug and, and, you know, play mud pies and all that kind of stuff. Kids don't know. That's why you have parents <laughs> that are supposed to guide you. But when the parents are sitting in the pool with these millennials, toddlers, infants, teenagers, <laughs> and Come I with it, Tina. Come on with it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it right there. Okay, so I okay, ladies. Let's go ahead and make this to the NBA. Y'all, the restart is here. How sight excited are we about this? And you know what? I'm feeling really, really good about the NBA bubble. I really am. And um you know, A. Lou, I guess, you know, your team, they just knew, uh, you know, that tomorrow was going to be a special day. That's why they put one of the most premier games on. Now, I don't know who's going to be playing for your Clippers because we're going to talk about that in a minute. I mean, you know, you got one <laughs> that, you know, that had to take care of emergency issues. Then you got Lou one. Williams is, uh, Lou Williams, I know he ain't playing. I know that Yeah, much. you know, he had to hit up. Uh, he had to hit a club here in the ATL. I, I guess that was the only chicken you know, wing. I, I, I'm already on it. I'm a, that's going to be part of my writing tonight, my lyrics. <laughs> I, can I don't know. It does have to be the best chicken wings in the ATL. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to it, but. Let's go ahead and start off. Uh, the NBA uh, restart kicks off tomorrow. Now, good news for the NBA. They did an update, and the league said that um, as of July 20th, uh, there had been 344 players tested, and there were zero positive positive. Yes. So kudos out to the NBA for doing, you know, what it is um, that, they, that they needed to do. So um, as, a, as a reminder here for the NBA health and safety protocol that they did in, put in place, when players leave the campus, if it is with approval, um, they when they come back, there's only a four-day quarantine as long as the player tests negative each day spent outside of campus. But if the players have to leave without approval or with something that's, you know, not, not approved, basically, when they come back, it's a mandatory 10-day quarantine. Now, why I say that, and, and also, I'm sorry, uh, 10-day quarantine in a hotel room, and then upon return, they have the nasal testing for coronavirus. So they have the um, more enhanced nasal uh, testing. So the reason I put emphasis on that is because, talking about Lou Williams, he did have an approved leave of absence because he attended the funeral for his grandfather here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Upon coming back to the bubble, he, he had to skip the four-day quarantine, even though it was approved. He went straight into 10-day because he was caught. I don't know how many people. Why you would let folks have the cameras 
or the, the iPhone, whatever, but somebody in, in his crew took a picture, posted it, and he was caught at the almighty Magic City here in the ATL. <laughs> now, before we even get, what is Magic City doing open? I, is, is, is it just a kitchen? Because who in their right mind is going to see the shoe dancers in a pandemic? I don't know, y'all. Somebody help me. <laughs> You don't need to be touching anyone during this time. Let no pop it. Boy, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave him alone. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how old is that boy? How old is he? He must be a millennial. He is old enough to know that if is sacrificing yes, Lou, I'm gonna need you to find a new chick queen spot. Why yeah. are the shoe models open in a pandemic? Is that an is is that an assessment? Is that an essential worker? Somebody. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Not by long time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They do what they want to do. They open what they want and they close what they want. We need to have beauty shops open right now. Just due to the social, I mean, the social distancing up in there. But you're going to have a nightclub. And you know they all up on those women and throwing the money oh. out there and talking about make no, it ain't rain. Lou. Ain't Lou, no. Not a nightclub. A strip club. They said right. Strip club, right. Club. I got a strip. You're right. It's a strip club. Just naked if they want to be. Nakedness. Infinite. Oh, goodness. Oh, Lou. Oh, Lou. But he did say he, he told he told the told the the NBA, because they did do an investigation, and he said that he was in there 20 minutes top. He uh, placed his order for the chicken wings, and then he did, you know, promptly leave. Why you even go, though? Somebody could have breathed on you and kissed you and everything. You know he wasn't in there just being being uh, isolated and, and, and what is it, uh, social distancing. I'm sure he wasn't. <laughs> Lord help us. Oh, goodness. So he said he went, he said he went and ordered uh, chicken wings? Yeah, that's, that's his favorite wing spot. They actually have wings named after him. Yes, they wow. chicken wings. Good, yeah, couldn't they have delivered them to his house or something? You know what I mean. Just that get something anywhere. He could have gone anywhere and just, I mean, order some, had them delivered or anything. You know, he could have had yeah. somebody but some go people get just don't take it But hold on, Janelle. Hold on. Let, let Terry finish. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, like um, Janelle said earlier, some people just don't take it serious. You know, and then I think some people just look at it. That you know, with the, this virus going on, that you know, they only have one life to live. They gonna do what they want to do, and you know, if they be taken out with the virus, they just be taken out with it. But I just, and sometimes I think people just really don't take the seriousness of it mm-hmm. until it, you know, until it hit home, right? Oh, right. You know, of a loved one or something. Right. Otherwise, they're just gonna party and do what they want, just like you know, the the uh, governor, you know, want to fight the mayor against, um, you know, wearing face masks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the right. thing, you know, I've heard. Right, right. Okay. Janelle? No, I was just agreeing with the lady saying that he could have had somebody go and pick those up. He he could have did anything, but. Delivery. Uh, what about delivery, people? Delivery. Right. They got, I'm sure they got Uber Eats or something. Somebody would have went to to go get the wings for him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so stunned. I, when, I, when I tell you that I laughed so hard, I got dizzy. I laughed so hard when I heard this on the news. I said, this has got to be a joke. This is not real. This is not real. He did not actually do that. You get permission to go to a funeral, yet you go on to see strippers? I just, 
I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, you ladies, you just said it. Now, I would think if, me, if Lou is important enough to have chicken wings named after him on the menu, then somebody at the club would have been more than happy to deliver those same chicken wings to him at his hotel and gave him his own private <laughs> private shoe dance. And with that, we're going we gonna to leave it there. Oh, Lou, but, you know. Uh, but in all seriousness, how do you think that uh, the other players, you know, to be real, we can't think that this isn't going to probably affect other people who now, if they do have to leave the bubble, they're probably going to be either under more scrutiny or they're not going to be given the benefit of the doubt. And, they, you know, they may have to change, change the protocol because of, you know, this incident here. So how do you think his fellow uh, fellow you know, the players should, should feel about this. Um, Terry, we'll start with you. Oh, I'm so mute. Um, I, I really don't. Well, how could I? I'm trying to figure out the right word I want to say. Um, they. They probably would, would um, as, as far as they don't make any changes, they probably would go out and, you know, still go to a strip club and, and do whatever. Um, but, you know, as far as with him, they, they probably, you know, looking at looking at him and saying, okay, man, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. But, and the, you know, in other terms, they, they may, may not have any bearing on them. Okay. Okay. Janelle? You know, you have some people that's that's going to feel like he's brought the weight down against everybody, and then others will be like, kudos for him for, do, you know, for going out and doing it. But the thing <laughs> about it is you, it always takes one. That's it, it always takes one, and when you look at it, it's like just when you look at a family, it's always that oldest child who is just messing up to everybody else. You do one thing wrong, now nobody can do it. And I feel like that's what's going to happen with this. They feel, like, just like you said, they can't give them any leeway because as soon as I give you permission, then you're going to be out partying. You're supposed to be at a funeral, not, at, not looking at hookers. That's not how this goes. This is important. And, and looking at his, and on top of that, he put his teammates in jeopardy because even though they're putting him in quarantine, that still that still affects um, the way that they're the, the way that they have to play now. Remember, we talked about that. One person right. is missing, then who steps up? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Lou. Uh, who's, was that the Jackson? One bad apple will spoil the whole bunch, girl. Who was that? I don't even know who wrote that. The one bad apple. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just in a singing mood tonight. That's all I can say. Um, um, I, I just, I, I'm with Janelle on that. You know what I mean? It's like he's putting everybody in jeopardy, but he just want to do what he want to do. You know, what is it? Uh, I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do. It. Just, 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 just re, uh, regarding anyone else's, uh, uh, you know, health, uh, uh, safety or anything. You know, just a rabble. I mean, that, that's, that's those same people that that's out there in the in the restaurants now, and they don't want to wear a mask. You know, then they get upset because you put them out. 
But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, people, what about following rules? And I guess we as black people, we're used to following rules, you know what I mean? So it's like, and we like structure. I, I, at least I do. I like structure. I can't be all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. even though I am all over the place with this with this show. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened. I guess I'm getting older. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I, just, I just think that, you know, he he should be more more mindful of other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and what could happen with them, you know, and stuff, instead of just satisfying his, his fleshly desires. That's what it boils down to. I want to do what I want to do. Right. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. I see Yvonne. Thank you so much for tuning in. Chris, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Um, see, as a, as a player, I don't necessarily know if they would be upset um meaning like um, if you were a member of the Lakers or the Jazz or something like that, because, yes, once they come back, they do have to be quarantined, whether it's four days or ten days. So they don't have, you know, just the immediate um, interaction with the other players. But as a member of the Clippers, I would have to be highly upset because, yes, now you are putting our team back further than we need to be because we're already down Patrick Beverly. We can't practice with him. Montreal uh, Herald. We're out. He's out. Um, so it's like we already have key pieces that are missing, and then now we understand that, yes, you have to go because it's a funeral. Nobody's going to gonna knock you for that. But then just that added extra, you know, why you had to go there. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I, I joke about it, but if, if, you live in the, if, if you live in Atlanta, you do know that um, most of the strip clubs here, the kitchen, the dining, it's pretty good from what I hear because what's the best way to keep the, the clients or the customers in, you know, in the facility? Yeah, they're there for the, you know, for the for the entertainment, but if you have some good food on top of that, oh, yeah, then they're really going to come. So I'm not, I'm not even going to discount the fact that, you know, he, that may be his favorite place to go to eat when he's in Atlanta, but it's just like, dude, what else is everybody else sacrificing to be in that bubble? You can't go this one time without, you know, without you being in ACL and not having to go. You know, it's like if, if it's that much to you, as soon as the season is over, you know, come on back to the ACL. But now it's like you're putting your team in a spot where they don't have to be. And it's already limited, you know, with eight games or so, where are you going to end up in the season? Because right now, let's be real, they're five and a half games behind the Lakers. So now, you know, you're out, what, two games, because you know that everybody's playing every day up until, you know, for the past, for the next two weeks. So just the impact that that could have on the Clippers, um, as a member of the Clippers, I would be upset. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that lesson learned. Um, I don't really don't know what the, what the NBA protocol, how that could change, because, again, they already have it in place. Excused four days, quarantine, um, unexcused ten days. Um, they really don't think they could go more than that. But, you know, I just feel like as a team member, um, he should have. He should have just had more respect for his, for his teammates. But we'll see. We'll see how it affects him. Um, like I said, Mont- uh, Montez Harrell, he'll be out. Um, Patrick Beverly, I know he's back. Um, I think he's been practicing with the team. Um, but for the Lakers, um, they're Anthony Davis. They're forward. He was set to be day to day because he has an eye injury. So hopefully that'll be. I don't want to say good or even it out for for the game on tomorrow, but. Um, it looks like both teams won't be at, you know, uh, full full capacity. So, um, 
But well, they got some big bodies up in there, girl. They got that big old clumsy boy that he, I liked him when he was with uh, Curry and him. What's the boy's name? McGee. He still don't be oh, playing. Oh, McGee? Yeah. So, you know, we just got to do our best tomorrow. We really do. Yeah. Did you just say Miss Miss Lucinda, did you just say that big old clumsy boy? Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, I did. I did. He be falling and tripping and everything. He's too tall. I guess he's too tall. Too tall, McGee. But when he when he's focused, the boy's focused. But he's on the wrong side now. He should be over there with us. <laughs> or go back to Curry now. Because <laughs> they need help. Yeah. <laughs> but be at home. But tomorrow uh, night, it with uh, kicking off with the Utah Jazz, they're going to play the New Orleans Pelicans, and then the game will be the Clippers uh, versus the Lakers, and both of those games will be airing on TNT. So, ladies, uh, I'm just going to well, just kind of play it, you know, just hypotheticals here, of course, don't none of us know. But who do you see? Cause it, let's be real, the East is a little wide open. Um, I think anything can happen in the East. But we still, I guess we still play a lot with these. But anyway, who do you want to see Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals? Mm. Clippers versus, um, we can play old Guinness. How do you say that boy's name? Guinness? 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 How do you say his name? No, no, a Western Conference Finals, not, not the Finals. I'm talking about Western Conference. So who do you want to see in the West? Who do you see in the East? Clippers. Now, you ought to know that. Yeah, I know. And but who? Who do you want? Am I supposed to answer? Oh. You have to have an opponent. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, who's supposed to answer? Me or somebody else or what? You're supposed to well, be you playing know, the Clippers by themselves. So who do you want to see the Clippers play in the Western Conference Finals? Oh, okay. Well, they can play anybody. They can play, you know, not the Lakers. I, I want them to get them out of there sooner. But they probably will be. It'll probably be them and the Lakers, uh, you know, because Houston is coming up coming up with that defense. So, defensively, they do, they looking really good. So, it's going to be probably between those three. But the Clippers, of course, should be the winners when it's all just said and done. Okay. So, I say, Lucy's not going to follow directly tonight. Okay, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's the West. And okay. then that's the West. And for the East, it's the Bucks, 
the Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, 76ers, uh, Wizards, the Nets, and the Magic. Yeah, so it's okay. a lot of teams. So, it's just would you like to see in the in the Western Conference Finals? I think the Lakers and the Bucks will be a good matchup. No, no, not not the actual finals. It's each conference. So two teams from the West, two teams from the East. Okay. So the Lakers on the West. And who do you want to see the them? Who do you want to play? From, the, from the West. Them, uh, um, okay, wait a minute. The Lakers, the Clippers. Okay. That's and the West. Bucks, the Bucks and the Raptors. Ooh, okay. All right, that should be good. All right. Yep. Janelle? I want to see the Lakers and the Clippers go at it. On the West. And for the, um, for the East, I want the Raptors to... Um, I want the Raptors to make it back to the finals, but I want the 76ers to take it. Mm, so you want to see the Raptors 76ers? I do. Wow. Okay. Goodness, she's, she's in La La Land. La 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 okay. La 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 we yeah. see. Shout out to say Johnson in the house. I see you, Natasha. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Uh, I miss somebody. Dale, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Uh-oh. No, I don't want to do that. All right. Yeah, um, Yeah. a lot of people sleeping on the on the uh, Toronto Raptors just because they don't have Kawhi anymore. That doesn't mean they're still not fully loaded. Uh, and they still got to be right. coach. Um, and then everybody got to realize there is no home court advantage in the bubble. So, it's just a matter of who's, who's going to get out there and who's going to be focused and have their eyes on the prize. Um, right. So that's, a, that's, that's a good one right there, Janelle. I don't know. I I, I want to see the Bucks. Uh, I would like to see the Bucks, but I wouldn't be mad if it's the Raptors, but I think I would rather see the Bucks than the Celtics coming out of the East. Uh, but, again, Toronto Raptors, I would not be mad as long as it's the Bucks. And, okay. honestly, Lakers and Clippers. I want them to be the two last ones standing. The Rockets, I think they're going to give anybody a run for their money, but I really don't know if that small ball is going to hold up in the bubble. I mean, I don't think it will have held up outside the bubble either, but um, I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to, to bang with those, you know, with the teams, with the Anthony Davis and, um, you know, Denver Nuggets even, um, uh, especially Utah. Um so I don't know, but the Rockets. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be interesting to watch if they come in focus. But, but I definitely. Yeah. I want to take some clippers. Go ahead. Can I give mine now? You know, I, for the the West side, the Lakers and the Clippers, and the East side, probably the Bucks and um, the the Rap uh, the Raptors. You you just never know because they they've been doing pretty good. So probably those two, the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, okay. yeah. Sounds good. Well, I tell you what, ladies, uh, as of tomorrow, we are going to find out because the NBA restart kicks off tomorrow. 
Yes. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, Janelle, so I'm like, you know, I'm the baseball was back because it just gave us something to watch that were real games. Now, let me just say this. There's a little caveat. Um, and, Janelle, tell me how you feel as well. Well, let me ask this. Um, Aunt Lou, Terry, have y'all watched any of baseball so far? Girl, no. I didn't know. No, no baseball. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. <laughs> I know you had. And that's how much I was missing sports because I've, I've been watching baseball as well. However, what do you feel about the cutouts? Do you like the cutouts behind home plate? No. Or no? no, no, I hate it, Tina. I hate it. I'll hit us up on the timeline. Do you like the cutouts? That Major League Baseball is showing on uh, at the at the uh, stadium there. Okay, go ahead, Janelle. It's so weird. It's it so is. weird, Tina. Oh. God, I thought it was just me. I really did. I'm like, okay, you see these big old cutouts behind home base, and then when you scan out to the to the outfield, there's nothing. There's nobody. And I'm like, wait, wait, no. Okay, yeah, that's right. Nobody's at the stadium. So I like it better though when they have the cutouts. In the, in the outfield. I'm okay with that. There's a couple of teams that have it in the outfield, but they don't have it behind home plate. Um, I was watching, I think it was the Astros and, was the Astros and the Dodgers last night? Uh, who was that? Yes, it was the Astros and the Dodgers. So I think the Astros are at home. They don't have any, any cutouts behind home plate. So I like that better. Yeah. So I just had to get your opinion on that, though, because, yeah, it's a little creepy to me. Just a little creepy. It, Three, four, it, seven, it is. <laughs> seven, nine, two, four. Hi. Go ahead. Do you, want, do you want to add something else, Janelle? No, you are right. It is It is creepy. It is freaky face, and I don't like it. <laughs> so we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see how the Braves handle, you know, handle their, their home field advantage there. Shout out to Shelly. I see you in the house. Beth, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. Thank each and every one of you for tuning into the show. Thank you so much. And hit us up on the timeline with what you think. Um, but, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's, it's kind of creepy there. I, uh, and I didn't think I would really be creeped out about that. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, yeah. But I do like the crowd noise. I do like how they have, you know, just they have the music going and then they have, you know, the cheering for the – for uh, visiting teams, though, they don't have anything. It's just dead silence in the two games that I watched. So they are not equal opportunity when it comes to the uh, sound system in the stadium. But um, at least they're trying. And at least we have something to watch. All right. Yes. <laughs> Three, four, seven, eight, two, six, seven, nine, two, four. Go ahead. I said yes. Amen. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, real quick before I get off of um, basketball, did ladies? Did you get a chance to watch the um, the arena? It was a five night episode, um, like an episodic piece. It had uh, Carrie Champion, Paul Sparkley, Draymond Green for three nights. They well for two nights they had uh, Dwayne Wade. For two nights they had Jamil Hill, and then the last night it was just um, the three aforementioned people. Did you guys get a chance to watch that on TNT mm-hmm. last week? No. No, no. You okay. let us know. Yeah, sorry about that. 
But yeah, it was um, it was pretty pretty enlightening. There, it was just uh, basically they did an hour show each week, and they highlighted like you know some social injustice. Um, they had some um, like feature stories, different uh, different players. They had one on Giannis and his family. Um, but it was it was a pretty good a pretty good concept. I thought it was going to be like a show that they started, kind of like an NBA on TNT thing but it was only for one week. So I think the premise of it was really good. And it kind of just got us back in, you know, wanting, uh, trying to prepare us for, for basketball mode. So, um, but I thought it was pretty good. So you might can catch it on um, on demand or definitely uh, YouTube, but it's the arena um, on uh, TNT. All right. So with that, I tell you what, um, Keep on going. How about that? And we'll take our we'll take our one and only break right before you know when it's time. You know when it's time. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and move to the gridiron. So let's talk about it, ladies. We all know that um, the NFL they were having some issues with their protocol at first. Um, we definitely we, we would have uh, definitely talked about this on last week, but there were a couple of key uh, players in the NFL that spoke out spoke out via Twitter. Um, and the Instagram, and they were just talking about how they didn't feel like the NFL had a definitive plan for dealing with the upcoming season and, of course, um, COVID. So it was uh, Russell Wilson that spoke out. It was J.J. Watt that spoke out. And uh, let me try to get here. Drew, no, I'm sorry, Aaron Donald, uh, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson that um, spoke out in regards to the NFL, NFLPA protocol. So the NFL, they did release this. This was on last week, um, their protocols for entering into training camp. So they said that there would be daily testing for the first two weeks of camp, and the NFL is going to spend a reported $75 million just on testing. And how they're going to uh, operate it is uh, based on a positivity rate. So if a team is above 5%, so if they test above 5%, they're going to continue with the daily testing until they fall below 5%. And then if the team starts out below 5%, then they're going to move to testing every other day. So that's how they're going to gauge it when they first start camp. And we all know the camp has now started, started this week. Um, They will have 24-hour test results. Again, the NFL is going to be spending $75 million on the testing. And, of course, the NFL and NFLPA, they did agree to drop all preseason games for the 2020 season, and also the training camp rosters, they will be set to 80 players. Now, for the training camp schedule, um, as of the 28th through August 2nd, uh, COVID-19 testing will be, they'll be doing the testing and the physicals. August 3rd through 11th, um, acclimation period with strength and conditioning work. August 12th through the 16th, Practices will begin with a gradual ramp-up period. The very first practice is only going to be 90 minutes. And then from August 17th through September the 6th, um, their first physical contact will be held. 14 padded practices will be allowed. And as I mentioned, their first practice will be 90 minutes. Now, um, one of the other main things that they were trying to negotiate or, or work out was if players voluntarily opted out of the season. And so... Um, with that, uh, players who opt out, who are not considered high risk, they will be earning $150,000. Players who are considered high risk, they will earn $350,000 for opting out. So that leads us up to 
some notable NFL players that have decided to opt out of the season. And one of the highest teams, or one of the teams to have the highest number so far, are the New England Patriots, with six currently. And they do have three starters um, that are have decided to opt out. So um, right now there's 26 players total that are opting out for the 2020 season. And um, ladies, just your overall thoughts on how the NFL, how they're trying to prepare for this COVID-19 season, um, you know, and... I'm just going to put this out here. They've had the most time to prepare. They've been able to see how everything else is gone. They had, their season doesn't start until later in the season. So they've had the most time to prepare. So with everything taken into consideration, what do you think that, how do you think that they've done? What grade would you give them on trying to prepare for the COVID uh, situation? Um, we'll start there first. Um, who's that? Maybe Maybe okay. a C plus or something like that because they could have done a better job. Because I, I noticed that my uh, the, the 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 championship guy, um, they just won. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the Super Bowl, and one of their main players is opting out. I yes. think they could have done a better job on everything that you know. Is because because you kind of can learn. It's like trial and error. Uh, the NBA and all these people are you know they seeing what they do, they seeing what the what the baseball doing and everything. And I think they could have done a better job. That's just me personally. Okay. All right. Terry, Janelle? I would I'm probably give them a... Yeah, uh, I think I heard Terry first. Oh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Ms. Lucinda. I would uh, probably give them a grade of uh, a C-. minus. But, you know, one thing that I crossed my mind is if... Days were not getting paid, would they opt out? Uh, I'm sorry, say that again. Because I say if they were not, because if they they opt out, they they still get paid. Um, no, so they, I would just, they just go ahead, Tina. They get a stipend. So it's either um, they the players were wanting two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if they opt out, but what they agreed upon was one hundred and fifty thousand. If you're not in high risk, if you're considered high risk, it would be three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, okay. But yeah, I would give I would give them a grade of a, a C minus, you know, because I, I think they they could have done better and you know a lot of areas. Okay, Janelle. I I agree. I I definitely give them a C because they've had long enough to come up with something um, a little more structured than what they have, and it's already it's already bad enough that um, they've got to play under this type of pressure. But then to take the preseason away from them too is just it it's, it it has to be a better way. It absolutely has to be a better way. Okay. Well, now you do realize that it was the players who didn't want preseason. That was part of their that was part of their pitch. I know, but here's the problem with that. So you have you have a team um since she picked on since she picked on the Chiefs, let's use the Chiefs as an example. Okay. Okay. Um so you have the Chiefs um who normally, you know, who play a normal season plus they have their preseason games. But now we're talking about a team that's now have to has to acclimate 
around the surrounding players that are left because not all the players are playing. Now, take that situation and put it in the eyes of what's happening with with the um, with baseball. Supposing somebody comes down with COVID. So now you're already down how many ever players that have opted out. Then someone gets sick or more than once someone gets sick. So you have no, now you have no way because we talk about it all the time. The preseason literally is to see who is going to be playing what position and who's, who's, um, and to give those players the opportunity to prove themselves. Okay, so you haven't even given them the opportunity to do that, so now you have no clue what's going on. And you can't tell that just by looking at somebody in practice. You have to actually be in a game to see how people function. So now we're looking at a team that has to, that, has, that is down, they're already down players. Someone's got COVID, so they're down even more players. So now what's going to happen? I just feel like they're handling this all wrong. I have a question for you, TJ. Uh, you say that one the higher risk and the lower risk. So, so what are the high risk ones? The ones that have had COVID, or or, what, or, or they have other ailments going on, or what? I'm confused. Uh, can you? Uh, no, they would have to have had other uh, ailments. So, give me one second, and let me see if I can locate this. Okay. So, high risk, just a second, a moment. Um, They were talking basically like if they had underlying issues, um, you know, like high blood pressure, um, if they were, had suffered from cancer, you know, if they were recovering, like um, uh, running back for for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, I'm trying to blank. Um, you know, he, he he's recovering from from cancer. Um, players who have, <clears throat> excuse me, just already known uh, like health ailments or or so forth like that. Um, now they did. What I had here, they had, they had a list of things that would be considered or that they would <clears throat> that could identify them. High risk. They do have to fall into a certain category, though, in order to be considered high risk to get the three hundred and fifty thousand for the year. So basically, what happens is that's all they get for that year, and they don't get credited for this season if they decide to opt out. So basically, it's called a toll. So they would just toll over to the twenty twenty one season, and then they would just pick up right where they left off. However, the um, the ownership, the organizations, they still own the rights to those players, even if they decide to opt out. Mm. Yeah, it's a joke. It's really a joke. I, don't even laugh about it, Janelle. It's a joke. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, oh, shout out to Raymond 5 VIC in the house. Lakeisha, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And um, it's, I'm in total agreement with you ladies, but I think I'm, I can't even put them in the C category. Um, I'm going to have to give them overall a D. And it's just because they've had too much time, and this is the best that they could come up with. You know, I can understand the players not wanting to go into a bubble um, because of family situations and so forth. And a lot of people may not be in a position where they can take that step and 
$150,000 because, you know, they're not considered uh, in the high risk. Um, I, I just think that if you're going to put your health on the line, the NBA gave you a blueprint. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how they cannot come up with a feasible way to have uh, and I'm sorry, there's somebody that has background noise. There's, there's, a, um, there's an echo. So maybe put your phone on mute. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if they could have a, an area where they're in one state and they're able to play multiple games. So let's be real. You have to have 16, 16 games. Um, and everybody has to be able to play on any given Sunday. And then you have your, your Thursday and, and Monday night games. Um is there one state that could that could house that? I don't I don't know. I, I don't really don't think so. But so maybe you have to split it up to two or three different states. But to have so many people on an NFL team, and to think that you're going to be able to go home, come to the facilities, regardless of how how much they've reprogrammed the facilities and the training, you know, um, the social distancing and and the the weight rooms and the cafeterias and all that. The fact that they're going to be able to go back home and, and go go and come as they please, that's, I think, where they're going to get into trouble. Um, then they've also tried to implement a basically like a, I don't want to say a curfew, but they've given them, they gave them a memo saying the high-risk activities that the players could not participate in. If they are found participating in them, what will happen? Of course, they'll be fine. You know, we talk about this all the time. What's the best way to get through to somebody? Yeah, hit them in the pocket. So maybe that will be a deterrent. So let's be real. You're also dealing with grown men who are going to do what they want to do, um, and it's just a matter if they get caught. So um, part of the memo, is they said that the things that they couldn't do, um, they can't be in an indoor nightclub with more than 15 people, um, an indoor bar with more than 15 people other than to pick up food, i.e. Lou Williams, um, indoor house party with more than 15 people, indoor music concert, uh, a professional sporting event other than, of course, their NFL games with more than 15 people, um, any indoor religious service uh, attended by more than 25% of the venue's capacity. So they've tried to implement rules and regulations, but at the end of the day, no one knows about the, this COVID situation. So you could say, yeah, keep it under 15 people, but 10 people might have it. So I don't know. I'm just I'm very disappointed um, in the the outliers. That they that they try to put in place for for the NFL season, and it really doesn't give me high hopes that we'll be able to finish, even if we're able to start the season on time. Thankfully, um, you know the test. There's been 26 players that have tested positive so far, and that kind of coincidentally um, coincides with 26 players have decided to opt out. So if you think about it, the 1,500 players in the NFL, only 26 have decided to opt out. I think the majority of the players they're willing to take the risk to play the season. Um, so, ladies, you know, just your overall thoughts on them trying to implement some type of rules and regulations? No? No. Okay. Anyone? Going once? Going twice? <laughs> All right. So, I'll tell you what, with that, we're going to put a pin in it so that we can jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of this, it will be time, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits 
that had. Yes, we've done a lot of talking tonight, ladies. So it's time to do our roll call going into break, ladies. It's the fifth and foursome. And Terry. Terry in the house. Janelle. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> All right. And Aunt Lou, what say you? Presidente. <laughs> we will go to break. We will be right back. In a We'll be right back. LL42, TJ, the fifth of
Ladies love sports too with TJ. Oh yes, they do. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. A little oldies but goodies for you there, GQ. I do love you, and you know what else I love? I love this time of the show. Yes, I do, because it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So what does that mean? That means I have to ask the question. Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LO Sports 2. Here's the latest news in the NBA. Zion cleared his quarantine and will practice and be ready to play. Lakers' Anthony Davis was accidentally poked in the eye. He's practicing today and he's desiring to play against the Lakers is his cry. NBA restart will be a doubleheader tomorrow. Pelicans and the Jazz. And the Lakers versus Clippers. The Zazz. Clippers Lou William will miss the first three, two games with no one but himself to blame. Excused to attend a close friend's viewing, yet made a detour to a strip club. What was he doing? Now he has to be quarantined for 10 days. Because he couldn't resist his lust and sinful craze. The number one team in NBA is the Milwaukee Bucks with 53 wins. Giannis and squad are getting under other teams' skin. The best defensive team is the Lakers with the Rockets in second place. I'm sure that LeBron has a big smile on his face. I believe the NBA will make some noise as all the players bring their A-game with poise. Just remember, they are just a bunch of overgrown boys. Uh-uh. That's just overgrown boys. Ah, wonderful, wonderful job, as always, getting us ready for that NBA season. Yes. Can't wait, can't wait. Right, so maybe, uh, I was like, I was about to break out with singing because I do love you. That's one of my favorite songs. Back in the day, girl, oh, yes, indeed. GQ, GQ. <laughs> that was GQ. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> All right, ladies. So getting back to some some NFL news here. Has some uh, so just some NFL news and notes. So uh, breaking news earlier to yeah, earlier was it last night or today. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, he now joins the Kansas City Royals ownership group. So four hundred and fifty million dollars. He figures that he can put some of that into the baseball organization. So shout out to Patrick Mahomes. He is definitely uh, putting his roots down in the Kansas City area. Um, let's see, big news here for, uh, well, we kind of talked about it with the opting out for the Patriots. They now have who have decided to opt out um, of the season this year. And, uh-oh, did we lose somebody? Yeah, okay, so we lost Terry. She'll call back in. Um so now they, uh, Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung, two of their key defensive players, have decided to opt out of uh, this this season here. Uh oh, hold on, wait. Hold on, where's Terry going? Terry, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. The um, Chargers the Los Angeles Chargers, so they have decided to put their money where their mouth is, and they have locked up their linebacker, Joey Bosa, with a five-year, $135 million extension. Yes, that comes out to $27 million a year. Now he is with $102 million guaranteed. Now that makes him the most uh, highest-paid defensive player ever. Um, Now he just supersedes uh, Miles Garrett, who just received his new contract at $100 million guaranteed. They both now have 102, and that supersedes Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron only makes 86.9 guaranteed, and Khalil Mack of the Bears at 90 million. So, um, uh, ladies, just real quick, your thoughts on the Chargers paying Joey Bosa, making him the highest paid defensive player ever? Any thoughts on that? You know it's not gonna last. Somebody gonna come right behind him, and, and then they'll be the highest paid. This goes. This happens every year. Right. Definitely. Yeah, but that's a both, nice piece of change, though. What? And don't get me wrong, both are real beat. nice. Those both are brothers. They are forced to be reckoned with. But I, you know, I'm, I still feel like Aaron Donald, uh, just pound for pound, overall the best uh, in in the NFL right now on the defensive side of the ball. But um, I don't know. Makes me makes me wonder when it's time for Nick Bosa's contract. Lord have mercy, what is he going to be making? Because if he keeps up on the road, he is uh, show me the money. Well, show him the money. Uh, I just want to send him the money. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I was really trying to I'm trying to hold this off as much as long as I can, but let me go ahead and just talk about it. I'm about tired of the NFC West. I need for any other any other person who is looking for a trade. They need not come to the NFC West. Why do I say that? Because, once again, first it was DeAndre Hopkins. He had to hop his happy self onto the Arizona Cardinals. And now the Seattle Seahawks. They've done it again. They have acquired none other than safety Jamal Adams from the New York Jets. Yes, Jamal Adams, the premier safety in the league. Coming in off of his rookie contract, not even reaching the pinnacle of his career. And now we have to see face them twice every season for who knows how long he decides to play in the league. Why, oh, why must they find their way to the NFC West? 
<laughs> no, couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it is evident that uh, no thought has ever been put into what if, what if we decide to change the name of the Washington, what they were formerly the Redskins, what, 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 what direction would we go in? No, none of that. No planning, no strategizing, none of that. So, uh, but they did have to come up. You know, they they did have to make a decision quickly because with the with the season fast approaching, they had to get the the uniforms ready. They have to get the stadium ready. They have to get all of their marketing and 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 advertisements and paraphernalia and all that. So, they you know they definitely had to come up with something quick. But that's the best they could do. All right. <laughs> Shout out to us. Much Here. creative. Yes, exactly. A lot of creativity went into that. The color scheme, of course, will stay the same. Um, the logo is going to be replaced with uh, the number of the player. So the player's number will now replace the logo on the helmet. And um, pretty much it. They had Redskins that went, a- went across the jersey, and so now it's just going to stay Washington. All right. But good news uh, for, for the team. Quarterback Alex starts uh, training camp on the active uh, PUP list. So shout out to Alex Smith. I just hope that we're able to see him suit up, you know, in, in the NFL uh, sooner rather than later, but hopefully he won't, you know, play. I just don't want to see him get carted off again. Uh, I, I definitely understand that no player wants to end their career on, uh, you know, by leaving on a stretcher or, or leaving with injury, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just you need to know when to say when. But uh, shout out to him, though. Hopefully he'll hopefully he'll be able to return to the to the field soon. All right. All right, ladies. And uh, with that, uh, what I definitely want to get your opinion on this. Ladies, have you heard about the senior tour? Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson are going to be getting back in the ring September the 12th. Yes, they're calling it the senior tour. It's an exhibition round, uh, an exhibition bout. Uh, eight rounds. They are playing, or I'm sorry, they're, they're boxing for charity. Mike Tyson 54, Roy Jones Jr. 51. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I need to go on, but ladies, just just overall thoughts on on the senior tour there. Senior. So Mike and Tyson and who? Roy Jones Jr. And how old are mm-hmm. they now? Roy Jones Dirt. 51, Mike Tyson 54. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Mike Tyson fought in 2005. Roy Jones, he 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 got in a ring in 2018. I don't know exactly what he did, but he got in a <laughs> ring. In Is it a blind racer? It's an exhibition match. <laughs> That's what they're calling. It. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, will will you be watching? And what do you think about? The, the the senior circuit there. Ma'am. 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 I'm trying to sound like my sister. I promise you, they need to go sit down somewhere. Yeah. I'm I, trying to sound like Mike Jackson. I don't know if I'm going to be watching I, it. I doubt if I'm watching I, I'm, it. I'm not watching Jack. I ain't even going to tell that lie. Nope. I'm not. Well, I'm not getting ready to watch two geriatrics beat up on each other. I'm not doing it. <laughs> 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 not even, not even one round, huh, Janelle? 
No. No. Okay. okay. All right. Terry, any thoughts? I, um, I was surprised when I heard that because I had to ask my husband twice. I said, is that true? He said, yeah, it was. But then I, I thought just like Ms. Lucinda, you know, as far as the age, you know, and what, what are they, they thinking to out of all these years to come back into a ring to fight, you know? Just what are what are they they mindset? But I don't know. I won't say I I won't watch it. I may watch it, but I don't know. So they're gonna float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. They won't be like a belly. (laughs) Shout out to Miss Fern. I see you in the house. Ms. Laverne says they need to sit down, and Aunt Karen says, where are they fighting at the nursing home? Stop, Aunt Karen. <laughs> Stop it now. Not the nursing home. <laughs> That's probably where they're going to end up at. <laughs> no, and, and all I know, uh, I, I will, well, let me, say, let me say this. If somebody's having a fight party, depending on if it's, how many people will be there, um, I don't know. I, I might not be able to see it live. I might have to watch it, you know, once it's, once it's not on pay-per-view. But I, I probably will watch just so I can see. Um, now, ladies, I will tell you this. If you have not seen the footage of Mike Tyson sparring, I would tell you to take a look at that. Um, I did see that. Yeah. Now, I must give it to Mike. If I did not know that it was Mike, you know, if I just pulled it up and, and did not know it was him, he looks he looks good for 54. He really does. But with that being said, with that being said, the first thing that came to my mind was Rocky Five. The exhibition game (laughs) between Ivan Fago and my man, Mm -hmm. Apollo Mm -hmm. Creed. I do not, (laughs) I cannot, I hope not that we have an outcome like that. That's the only thing that came to mind. And then when you hear the two of them talk, and they talk about how they're warriors and how, you know, you know that the unwritten rule is anytime you get into a ring, a boxer knows that, you know, they could end up giving their life and all of that. So I pray that that is not the outcome that we have with this exhibition. Because I, in all honesty, I cannot see, I see Mike Tyson as Ivan Drago, and I see Roy Jones Jr. as Apollo Creed. They are going in there with two different agendas. And I just hope at some point they get on the same page. Tina, didn't you say at the beginning of the show that people of a certain age supposed to know better? I did. (laughs) I didn't what you said. I did. I did. Thank thank you so much. I'm not going to watch geriatrics beat up on each other. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's like George Foreman and um, Joe Frazier. Well, Joe Frazier probably in better shape, but George Foreman and Joe Frazier going in the ring. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't say that to physically look at them. They are both physically fit at the age of 54 and 51. However, mm-hmm. you know, there are there are a lot of people that keep themselves together, but that does not mean that you you pick up where you left in your your thirties. When you're 50, 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. And it's a mindset, too. 
you may have the mind thinking, convincing yourself that you can do this, and then you get in the ring, it may be a totally different story. Exactly. So, like I said, I'm just praying that the outcome is not of uh, Rocky Five, and I mean that in all sincerity. Um, I hope, Seriously. you know, it, it is just what it is, an exhibition match, and uh, they they both come out of there the same way that they went in. Standing up on two legs with whatever <laughs> mind they have going in, I'll just hope they have that same mind coming out. Okay. Ain't too much. I hope they have. All right. I'm just saying, getting hit at 20 and getting hit at 50 is a whole different thing. Whole different animal. It surely is. It surely is. All right. And so on that note right there, y'all, it is a wrap. We are going to wrap the show. Another awesome, amazing show. And we are going to go ahead and kick it off with our shout out. And uh, Janelle, we will start with you. Okay. So let's start with me today. Fine. Um, Mr. Terry, <laughs> I miss that little giggle of yours so much. I'm so glad to be back. I do. I miss that giggle of yours. Thank and I'm you. and I'm so happy that we that we have sports to root for together because you know I I love they love to pick on me and just leave me all alone. So at least I got you to have my back. I sure appreciate it. And I love you so Congrats. much. Love you back, Tina Jackson. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about you sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm, I never know whether it's going to be one of those nights where I have a headache from laughing at you or whether I have and tears from crying from the stuff that you say. The, the things that come out of your mouth sometimes, I'm telling you. It's just <laughs> unreal. But I'm, the one thing I will say is that that song tonight was on point. Not that I, not yeah. that they're usually not, but that right there, that hit that hit a soft spot for me. That that song was uh, I love to take people down memory lane. It's amazing. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. Terry. But Miss Jackson, you are a beautiful person on the inside and the outside. And as uh Janelle said you know, you never know what's, in other words, what's going to come up and what's going to come out. But when it comes out, we all can have a great time. We can have a great time. And I miss you from last week. miss you from last week, but I'm glad, you know, we're all here tonight. And I love you from the bottom of my heart. You just keep doing what you're doing. And Janelle, mm-hmm. I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. And when we're all together, we just make a heck of a team. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to be uh, next week, be back. Same yes, back, yes, same, same back channel. And I do want to say, guys, let's keep our kids in prayer because, you know, yes. a lot of them be going back to school next week. My mm-hmm. kids in DeKalb County, so they'll be, you know, virtual learning. But um, just keep them in prayer because there's so much going on with this COVID-19. I just don't see how they're going to distance these kids in a classroom with 20 kids in a classroom. So right. Just keep right. them in prayer. Exactly. All right. Oh, thank you all so much. Hey, Lou. Hey. 
Oh, wait, oh, wait, Aunt Lou, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. There was one more, there was one more uh, uh, topic that I did want to bring up. Um, I'm so sorry, Aunt Lou. Real quick, um, three, two, one. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to birthday you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Lou. Happy birthday to you. And many more. I want to say something to the Aunt Lou, uh, Terry. Yes, you go ma'am. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We forgot about you, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you know the show would be so nothing without you. We we love you dearly. We truly do. And I want you to let me just give you some when, when your birthday is only one day, just party. Do as much as you absolutely party, as much as you absolutely can without getting yourself in trouble. How about that? All right. <laughs> I can do that. I don't believe you can, but we're going to give it a shot. Miss <laughs> Lucinda, I love you. I love you. I love you. I wish you... Um, Beautiful, wonderful birthday. Enjoy your birthday. and But just stay out of trouble, as Janelle said. But, you know, we would never forget you. It was hard for me not to call your name first, but I was trying to follow instructions. But I almost tripped myself up. <laughs> so it was hard. And as you always do, an outstanding job on your lyrics. Um, we love you, and just be safe in whatever you do. And hey, Lou, I'm going to go now. Um, I just want to say um, I wish you a wonderful and happy birthday. Um, just, you know, just whatever your heart's desire, I hope that you receive it. But I just want you to know, um, and I really wanted to just take some time specifically to acknowledge you, um, to let you know how much you mean to me, how much you mean to this show. Um, you know, I'm always transparent in whatever I do, and, you know, coming from a big family, you know, a lot of times people don't see eye to eye or whatever, and whatever may be, but through everything, um, you have been here for me since day one, no questions asked, you are here on time each and every week, always prepared, I love you for that, I thank you for that, I thank you for your support of me. I thank you that you, um, just the love and the commitment that you have shown to me throughout this journey, because I know you have a life. I know you have your kids, you have your job, you have just whatever is going on, but you have always been there for me. And it does not go unnoticed. Um, If I was there with you now, I'd give you a great big hug. And I said I wasn't going to cry, but God. Just such a cry baby, but I love you. I thank you, and I just wish you the biggest, best birthday ever. I love you. 
Yeah, it's our time. We're here. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to be uh, mature here. It's kind of hard. Well, I am turning 60 tomorrow. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. I will be in the 60s club, people. I don't even know what I'm going to do. My plan was to have a 60th birthday party here in my uh, where I live, but, you know, the COVID-19 took over, and then they, they they closed up, and then they opened back up, and I said, well, I might still could do it, but, no, they closed it. They shut it back down again. So, anyway, so it won't be, won't be partying. I have to wait till I'm 61. <clears throat> and it, it was just going to be, you know, family, friends, and, and stuff like that, no, nothing crazy. Um but um, I thank you, you ladies, for everything um, that you said. Uh, before I uh, acknowledge you, I want to first give a shout-out to other birthdays, because you know I'm, I'm the birthday girl. Happy right. birthday to our, to my baby sister, Rose. Her birthday is going to be uh, August 1st, and she'll be 51, I believe. And then we have our niece, Latoya, which is my Tina's cousin, but my niece, she's going to be 39 on August 2nd. And then uh, Rashawn Frizel, he's not, uh, he's a junior, my my uh, nephew, Tina's cousin, stepson, and he's going to be 11 on the 2nd. So I had to shout out to those Birthday, y'all, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. And uh, I just want to thank all you girls, uh, Miss 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 uh, Terry, uh I'll start with you because you you about the mildest of of the other ones. Uh, I, I thank you for everything. I thank you for, uh, when you were absent, you were really missed. And I just want to let you know that I love you so much, and I thank you for just just being a, a woman of God. And and you know you kind of bring me down when I well sometimes I go out there you bring me back because I forget who I am sometimes. And it ain't got nothing to do with no coronavirus, no, no, uh, what do you call it, Alzheimer's. Just, I just, I just like to be bad sometimes. I don't know what it is. My kids tell me that, Mama, what is wrong with you? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so she just got to act up. So they gave me a new name. So they call me, my name is Lucinda, but they call me also Emma Jean when I go into another person. They call me Emma Jean. So, uh, Emma, what you doing, Emma? Okay, Janelle, uh, you've been absentee. Absent makes the heart grow fonder, girl. I've just been missing you, I tell you. I've been missing you, I've been missing you, I've been missing you. I love you. Uh, I thank God for you. Uh, I never would have thought that I would have liked you, let alone love you. <laughs> oh, I thank God for you because you just... Uh, you there, I know you love my niece. I mean, you, 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 I, mean, I know you, you just, you're just a beautiful person. And I've never met you, but I'm looking forward to the day when we all do meet, you and Miss Terry. I've never met either one of you. But I thank God that you're back because when you're missed, it's like a hole. We we have, a, you know, you have something and it's like a hole. It's a void that's, that's, that's there. And so uh, just to have you back. And then like last week when we was all going to show up and TJ said, well, we had a full, we had the whole four. We was going to be in the house. I said, oh, man. And so I prayed and I asked the Lord to let all you guys come back this week, you know, so we can have a four. Because I know that really blesses Tina, too, when it's when all of us are there. And so I just thank God for you. I mean, I just, you know, and I know that you don't take nothing I say serious because I don't mean it. You know, I just like to have fun. Laughter is good medicine. TJ, TJ, you cry, baby. Cry, baby, cry, baby. Suck your mama for cry, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that song. But you know what? I'm saying that about 
about you, but I am a crybaby myself, you know. And and the only reason why I didn't cry because you beat me to it. But uh, you know, I just thank God for you. You you you're not even my daughter. You're Denise's daughter, but you just you got that tail of blood all up in you, girl, and you're just a loving person, just a big heart, kind-hearted person. I thank God for you. I can't wait for what He's gonna do in your life. You know, and and all of us are gonna be there with Him. With you, with you, and 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 right there with him, praising him for everything he's gonna do. But you, you girls, I mean, I look forward to Wednesday. I wouldn't plot and plan anything on a Wednesday. If my birthday was Wednesday, and then she was still gonna have the show, I still would be here because I love you girls that much. And so I just want to encourage all of you to stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might, knowing that this pandemic is going to lift and we're going to all be all right. Um, <clears throat> and uh, stand. And I want you to stand firm and, and fight the good fight of faith because, um, you know, we got the best person on our side, you know. Yeah. And I thank God for allowing me to go down, take this ride with the three of you girls. And thank you all for having me. Yes, definitely. All right, ladies, well, we'll be back next week. Until then, same back time, same back station. Y'all be blessed. All right. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight, and that was the fearsome force. And now y'all know we couldn't leave a Lou out. Couldn't do that, especially on her birthday. We had to make sure that we put the focus on the birthday girl. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that is going to do it for the show tonight. Let's see. Wednesday, Wikipedia. What happened in the world of sports on July 29, 2003? Marcus Giles of the Atlanta Braves. He tied a major league record when he went 5-5 five and five to give uh, him hits and nine straight at-bats. All right? And the record was shared by ten players at that time, though. So shout out to the Atlanta Braves. All right, y'all. So that is going to do it for tonight. Uh, let's see, only one birthday for today, Dak Prescott, 27, so happy birthday to old Dak. Didn't get his, his, his extension, but he got a, he got his money for this year. All right, so we'll be back, same back time, same back station, next week, 347-826-7924, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 or Facebook Live, Tina D. Jackson is the name. Shout out to the main fan, Mr. Silicon Valley Marlin. Shout out to Ronbo Ronbo Sports. Shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers. I've seen you on the timeline there. Harold, thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to, uh, yeah, happy birthday. Shout out to my Aunt Rose. Uh, she has a birthday on August the 1st. Of course, a great big shout out to uh, the fearsome foursome, Janelle and Terry. Again, just thank you so much. Uh, so much for what you all bring to the show, just the dialogue and your thoughts, um, opinions. I love just, you know, discussing the topics with you ladies, debating sometimes, and especially like when we, you know, when we don't see eye to eye. But it's always good dialogue, and I love it. And, of course, to the birthday girl, happy, happy birthday, Aunt Lou. Um, her birthday is tomorrow, so shout out to you. And I hope you enjoyed, you know, that, that – um, off-key singing there, you know. As I always say, I was not one that was blessed with singing talent in the family, but that doesn't stop me from, from holding the note. La, 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 la. Okay, anyway, anyway. Happy birthday, Aunt Lou. <laughs> I love you, and thank you again just for everything you do for me and for what you bring to the show. Um, I just wanted to um, make a special shout-out this evening um, to my daddy. Uh, COVID-19 cases, 4 million 401,599. That's how many COVID cases there have been. That's one number. 
the deaths from COVID, 150,090. We have now reached over 150,000 deaths. I'm telling you, this COVID thing is nothing to play with. It is nothing to take lightly. But when it hits home, it gives you a new sense of perspective and perception. And those numbers become a little bit more relevant. So I thank God that my father was not in the uh, the first one, but he was in the la- I'm sorry, that he was was in the first one, and not in the latter. So um, shout out to my daddy. Um, he has now, you know, gone through quarantine and everything. So good and well. I did not want to talk about it until um, he was out of the clear. So um, yes, he did test positive, but he is fine, and I am thankful to God for that. So we must always remember it is no good of what we have done, but but for the grace of God that we come through any and all situations, circumstances, predicaments, whatever it is, it is by the grace of God. And for that, I am thankful. So shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson. Shout out to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Um, I just love you, fellas, and um, love you both. <laughs> and last but by no means least to my mom, Miss Denise Green, just for everything you do for me, for LL Sports too, again, for keeping me grounded, keeping me sane, because <laughs> your girl, she can – she can, ooh, get in her feelings and everything and just, you know, make a mountain out of a molehill. Stop it. But I love you, Essie. <laughs> Thank you for all you do for me and for LL Sports, too. All right, y'all, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. That leaves us with only one thing. That is TJ's motivational moment. And, you know, just with the passing of John Lewis, he will be laid to rest. That man has been through, oh, we can't even imagine, can't even count um, the life um, situations and just circumstances that he has been that he has gone through, but you know he has made his uh, transition, and tomorrow will be the final um, just celebration that we will have for him. He went to Alabama and then to Washington, and now he will rest here in Atlanta. Um, so it just you know it gives you um, just the thought of you know what is it that you want your legacy to be. I don't know too many um, who will who will leave this earth leaving the impact that a John Robert Lewis did. But when you just think about all that he gave, all that he sacrificed at the age of 15, as I said at the top of the show, he knew in his heart that what he was seeing was not right, and he knew that there was something that needed to be done, and he took it upon himself to want to be that change to make things happen in these United States. And at the age of 15, made that decision, wrote that letter to Martin Luther King Jr., and as we know, um, the, the boy from Troy the rest is history. Um, I just want to leave you with some of uh, his own words um, that he has said, you know, throughout his lifetime. Um, he said, I quote, I was beaten, left bloody and unconscious, but I never became bitter or hostile, never gave up. I believe that somehow in some way, if it becomes necessary to use our bodies to help redeem the soul of a nation, then we must do it. Create a society at peace with itself and lay down the burden of hate and division. I quote, freedom is not a state, it is an act. It is not some enchanted garden perched high on a distant plateau where we can finally sit down and rest. Freedom is the continuous action we all must take, and each generation must do its part to create an even more fair, more just society. I quote, when you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, you have to speak up. You have to say something. You have 
to do something. And the last one, I quote, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful. Be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. Necessary trouble is what he dedicated his life to. He said he was arrested 40 times in his, in his younger days. He was arrested six times once he, became in the, once he became in the Senate. And he said he didn't mind if he was going to be arrested again. A man that gave his life to the cause, literally. The conscience of America, and now today, there is a serious void that will never, ever be fulfilled. No one will be able to walk in his shoes. I don't know if anybody will ever even be able to occupy the space that John Robert Lewis has left. But thank God that I was able to be in the lifetime to reflect and to remember all that it was and all that he is and that he gave to these United States of America, the country that did not even see him as a human being, but he gave his life so that others would not have to endure those same, just have to give up those same sacrifices. Mm. Thank you, John Robert Lewis. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Rest in peace. Um, If you're in the Atlanta area, ABC, they will be airing his funeral. And the one and only, the incomparable former president, Barack Hussein Obama, will be delivering his eulogy. Hmm. Tell me there isn't a God. Until next time, be good to others. Be good to yourselves. But most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.